Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Alex here. Welcome to another episode of the Market Adventures podcast. Have you ever wondered what determines prices? Like who's choosing the prices of goods and services we use each day? When we go to the store, why are apples cheaper than avocados? Uh, Why does the iPhone cost so much more than an Android? Well, today we're going to look at the fundamental driving forces behind prices, supply and demand. Stay tuned. So first, well, let's start off by saying that uh, why we want to know about supply and demand, because the stock market, the real estate market, e-commerce, everything that you want to make money uh, using as a vehicle is run by supply and demand. There are a lot of different factors that interplay there that we'll talk about, but supply and demand runs everything. So having a basic understanding of supply and demand gives you a, a, a uh, footing uh, a basis, uh, principles to work with when you're trying to invest in these different areas. So uh, supply and demand, price as it relates to supply and demand is the intersection. It's the equilibrium. It's the way those two are in harmony, where the right amount of supply means the right amount of, dep- uh, right amount of demand. So we're going to take a look at a graph really quickly. If you have the time, pull up a graph of supply and demand. If not, uh, just picture it. I'm going to describe it for you, and I want you to picture it in your head. Now, picture a graph. Uh, you've got an x-axis and a y-axis, or a vertical axis and a horizontal axis. Picture the letter L, right? Capital letter L. If you're not so uh, math savvy. Now, if you picture the capital letter L, the horizontal line or the bottom line is quantity, right? That's measuring quantity. As you move to the right, quantity goes up. Quantity meaning the number, the inventory. Now, the left side of the graph, the vertical axis, the top, the the tall part of the L, uh, is price running up, right? Price running up and down. Now, as you go up, prices go up. As you go to the right, quantity goes up. Now, imagine in that graph, in that uh, L, right, that long L, that right angle, in the body of it is you got a one line going from the top left corner to the bottom right corner at a 45 degree angle. That's demand, right? So as quantity increases from left to right on the horizontal axis, that demand line is moving from uh, a high level of price down to a low level of price, right? As quantity increases, demand goes from the top left to top bottom. That means demand is decreasing, right? As quantity increases, demand decreases. 
And similarly, as demand decreases, it moves vertically down on the price axis. So as demand decreases, so does price. Uh, if you think about it, there's not a lot of people who are buying flip phones. If you were to go and buy a Razer, if anyone remember those Razers from the 2000s, if you were to buy a Razer today, you'd, you'd spend $10, $20. At the time when Razers were popular, you were spending much more, right? The demand for Razers were higher, so the prices were higher. Demand for Razers are no, low right now, flip phones, so the price is in tune lower. Now, uh, on the other hand, uh Demand starts at the top left of the graph, right? And that's the top of price. So when we see quantity is low, right, demand goes higher. Um, we talk about avocados and apples in the beginning. Apples are in abundance. You can find apples, especially in America. They're very easy to find. The price is always going to be low. Avocados, we import a lot of avocados from Mexico. So when we were having a, um, a crisis with avocados, they were hard to find. The prices of avocados went up, right? So when the quantity of avocados decreased, the price of avocados went up. When more avocados are there in abundance, the price is going to go down, right? Uh, so that's quantity as it relates to uh, demand, but also price as it relates to demand. Now let's look at supply. So we, we talked about the L shape. We talked about the line going from the top left to the bottom right. That's the demand line on the price and quantity uh, axes, the vertical and horizontal axes. Now we're going to look at supply. Supply is a line in the body of the graph. Just like the demand line, except it moves the complete opposite. It moves from the bottom left to the top right. Now there are two basic considerations with supply, right? Uh, the first is where supply impacts demand, and the other is when supply reacts to demand. Right now, I'm trying to put this in the most simplest terms possible here, so bear with me. There's a lot of other factors out there that uh, impact this graph, but we're trying to look at it in the most simplest way to give you some information on your commute to work or whatever it is you're doing. Right? So um, here's one. So first is simple. When supply increases, Demand decreases. Think about it, right? The Bugatti, the Bugatti, the expensive car is expensive because there's not a large supply. There's not a lot of people who have it, but a lot of people who want it. So the price is very high. When more Bugattis become available, right? When there's a bunch of people who have Bugattis, a bunch of people who can afford it, uh, it'll be less hype like Tesla's, right? Tesla's were super hype back in the day. They were really expensive. Now they're a lot less expensive and much more affordable. Um, second, when suppliers notice a high demand for a product or niche, uh, they begin production to capitalize an opportunity. A great example is, again, Tesla. So now we know, okay, when there's a low supply um, and there's a good amount of demand, we get a, good, a, a high price, right? But when other suppliers see that, oh, this item is a is a is a is an item that the the public wants and they're willing to pay a price for. Other suppliers start producing. So in the example of electric vehicles, Tesla has been the dominant player in the space for so long, but now there are more and more companies moving to produce electric vehicles, right? So with more electric vehicle options out there on the market, that's going to bring the price of Tesla and other big electric vehicle companies down right the more suppliers see electric vehicles is a good uh avenue or industry to make money in the more they will put uh, electric vehicles on the market that will increase the quantity and that will in effect decrease price 
right? So although the demand for the space is decreasing, right? Demand is not decreasing. The demand for Tesla specifically may be decreasing because the amount of supply is increasing. So again, there's a lot of subtle nuances. All you have to know is that uh, low supply, uh, typically with a high demand, is going to be high prices. But when supply uh, increases, naturally, that's going to decrease demand. So uh, although, and this is this is so this is tricky, and this is tricky for me too. When you see the supply and demand graph, and you see supply moving from the bottom left to the bottom right, you you may think, okay, so supply is increasing, um, quantity is increasing with supply, which makes sense, right? Supply represents quantity, but why is it also increasing on the price axis? Um, that is, it's not as clear cut as it is for demand, right? Because we see when the when the um, when the price is low for a certain ticket item, we don't, we're not going to see a lot of suppliers enter that niche. But as we see, there's a high demand for something and it has a high price to it. We see more people entering the market. So that supply is actually, in fact, representing the producer side um, in, in this example. Right. There are other again, the, 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 it's very fluctuating. There's a lot of different reasons to use supply and demand graph. But uh, for you, as far as you need to know, the supply is going to represent the manufacturing, the production side of it, right? As they see a high demand for something, as they see a high price for something, more suppliers enter the market and they increase the supply and the quantity. And as you can see, that brings down the demand, right? So that's how those two correlate. Now, they meet in the middle though. So supply and demand meet in the middle at an equilibrium price, right? That's a perfect point, like I said before, where they're in harmony, where the where the consumer is happy with the amount of supply, the price, and their demand, right, is still something that they're, they're in high demand for, right? The consumer is very happy at that price, and also the producer is happy at that price because they're making money, they're not making for nothing, something for nothing, right? If we follow that supply line, um, it's actually going to work inversely with prices, right? With an oversaturation of supply, prices go down. We look at the Ford, right? Ford produced a lot of cars, and the val the the price of the car would have went down because there were more available, right? And again, that's the whole the whole idea was to mass produce it, but that's what happened in effect to the price, right? So uh, uh, now, just so you know. There are other factors, right, as you talked about Ford, right, there's other factors to why people would change supply, right, why the supply would be impacted by outside forces, why demand is impacted by outside forces, why price is impacted by outside forces. We take societal reasons, right, the cancel culture. If somebody cancels something uh, on social media or whatever the hell, right, society cancels something, that's going to impact supply. That may have nothing to do with the actual product. That may not have nothing to do with the quantity, the demand. But if society cancels something or society decides to overindulge in something else, that will impact supply and demand curve. We have things like governmental impact, right? If you're in America where something may be more free or, or whatever, it's going to impact supply and demand here versus in China where the government has a lot of impact on what's available to the public. That's going to affect supply and demand over there as well, which is different. And then we have some things like um, technological pressures, the ability to even mass produce things, 
We have other influences, again, more so in a social way where society is choosing what and what to to kind of bring up or bring down levels of education on the product, right? When people know how to use something, the uh, interest might go up. When people don't understand the value of something, the level of demand may go down and eventually go up, right? So supply and demand is very fluctuating. It's impacted by a lot of things. So when we talk about the stock market, look at uh, Snapchat, right? Snapchat was $16 a year ago, and now it's, you know, it hit 70 at one point. It's just a matter of uh, information and interest. The supply of Snapchat shares did not go down, right? But the demand went way up, right? So the demand was increasing. And as people bought it, it obviously brought down the supply. A decrease in supply and increase in demand is going to raise prices, right? We, th- we also see like Tesla or just a stock market in general, AMC, GameStop, the supply remain the same, demand increases, that brought the price up, and as more shares are taken out of the market and are unavailable, that decreases supply that are available on the market, and that increases price again. So understanding the fundamental uh, underpinnings of supply and demand and how it relates to the stock market, again, makes you just a more well-rounded investor. a little sense um like i said supply and demand it's very it has a very basic component right as supply increases demand decreases and underneath all of that there are underpinnings but just know that when supply and demand meet at the middle at price at equilibrium everybody is happy or quote-unquote everybody is happy um again the more the more you understand the more it makes you a well-rounded investor so dive a little deep into it i got the link in the show notes and you can also visit the Market Adventures website, marketadventures.co, uh, if you want more information on a bunch of other topics. Uh, you'll find the blog there, the Discord, and other resources to help you become a better investor, all for free. So uh, enjoy the rest of your day. This has been your host, Alex Cunningham, saying be well and remember, as you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure. Seek adventure.